Welcome back, friends. Bill Creasy here with Friday's episode of Scripture Uncovered. And I could not wait for today to get here because we're right in the middle of the book of Ruth, one of my favorite books in the entire Bible. So we're going to put in right where we left off and recall Ruth, the Moabitess, had returned to Bethlehem with Naomi, dirt poor. They had nothing. And the only way they could eat was for Ruth to glean in the fields during the barley and wheat harvests. She found a field that welcomed her, that belonged to Boaz, a relative of Naomi's dead husband, Elimelech. When Naomi found out that he was a relative, a kinsman redeemer, all the wheels started turning in her head. So now we put in at chapter 3. Now one day, Naomi, Ruth's mother-in-law, said to her, I, I, like, I can picture this. Here they were in that little cottage with a white picket fence. Why, they had cleaned it up a bit and it looked nice, charming. They planted flowers out front. And uh, every day, Naomi would wait for Ruth to come back up the road from gleaning in the field. She was thinking. So here she is in the kitchen, and she's doing the dishes, and Ruth is at the table cleaning up. And Naomi just said offhand, Yeah, my daughter, should I not try to find a home for you where you'll be well provided for? You don't want to live here with a bitter old woman like me. You're a beautiful young girl. You know, it is not Boaz, with whose servant girls you've been, a, a kinsman of ours? Tonight is a big night. Tonight he'll be winnowing barley on the threshing floor. That is, the harvest is finished, and all the wheat is piled up, and the men will have a big party, because that's when everyone gets paid. So, here they are. Tonight is the party. There'll be music, there'll be dancing, there'll be food and celebration. And then, because it's back in the days when the judges ruled, that night the men will all encircle the grain and sleep around the grain pile to defend it from marauders. But tonight is the big night. Tonight, He'll be winnowing barley on the threshing floor. So when you get home tonight, after the final day of work, wash, perfume yourself, put on your best clothes, and go to the party. But don't let him know you're there until he's finished eating and drinking. So tonight will be the night. So when Ruth came home, Naomi had a lavender bubble bath all prepared for her. And she bathed and did her hair and put on her best clothes. It was a blue velvet gown, just like Bobby Vinton's song, Blue Velvet. Oh, she looked stunning. And Naomi had said, Go to the party, enjoy yourself, but don't let him know you're there until he's finished eating and drinking and the men are all lying around the grain pile 
When he lies down, note the place where he's lying. Then, after it's dark, go to him and uncover his feet, that is, pull the little blanket aside, and lie down next to him. <laughs> He'll tell you what to do. <laughs> oh, I just love that. Ruth answered, I will do whatever you say. So that night, she took the bubble bath, put on the blue velvet gown, went to the threshing floor, and did everything her mother-in-law told her. And when Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, he went over to lie down at the far end of the grain pile. So all the men are protecting the grain. They're all tucked into their, under their blankets. And they had all had a lot to eat and a lot to drink. He fell asleep. Ruth approached quietly, uncovered his feet, and snuggled up next to him. In the middle of the night, Boaz was startled. He turned over and his arm flopped over somebody else. He discovered a woman lying at his feet. Ah, who are you? I am your servant Ruth, she said. Spread the corner of your garment over me, since you are a kinsman redeemer. Ruth has just asked Boaz to marry her. And you know, while Boaz was sleeping, I'll bet he was dreaming about Ruth. Because the, the barley and the wheat harvest is over, would he ever see her again? And when he found her lying next to him, it was his dream come true. He said, The Lord bless you, my daughter. This kindness is greater than that which you showed earlier. You know, I, I'm not a young man anymore. You know, he's on the board of directors of the bank. He's a, a mature man. She's a beautiful young woman in her perhaps late 20s. This kindness is greater than that which you showed earlier. You, I, I've, I've been watching you, and you've not run after the younger men, whether rich or poor. You're not trying to find yourself a husband. You're loyal to Naomi. So now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do for you all you ask. All my fellow townsmen, everyone up at the bank, everybody in town, they all know that you are a woman of noble character. But we do have a problem. Although it's true that I'm near of kin, there is a kinsman redeemer nearer than I. He has first dibs. <laughs> so here, he embraced her. He drew her to himself. He said, stay here for the night. And in the morning, if he wants to redeem, fine. 
let him redeem. But if he's not willing, as surely as the Lord lives, I will do it. So lie here until morning. So she lie there with him all night long till right before sunup. And before anyone got up and she could be recognized, he said to her, don't let it be known that a woman came to the threshing floor. Because on the night of the big party when all the men got paid, what kind of women came to the threshing floor? The prostitutes. Remember, we looked at the story of Judah finding the prostitute along the road that was really his daughter-in-law. So don't let anyone know you were here. He also said, bring me the shawl you're wearing and hold it out. And when she did so, he poured into it six measures of barley and put it on her, and he went back to town. He gave her a parting gift. So when Ruth came to her mother-in-law, Naomi, <laughs> so Ruth went up the hill to Bethlehem. She's walking down the dirt road, carrying the grain with her in her blue velvet dress. And Naomi had been up all night watching down that road. And here she came. And as she opened the front door, Naomi leapt to her feet and said, How did it go, my daughter? Oh, tell me everything. So Ruth told her everything that Boaz had done for her and added, and he gave me these six measures of barley saying, don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. Now, wait a minute. He didn't say that. He simply gave her the grain. But she said, he's looking to care for you too. Because if Ruth marries Boaz, where does that leave Naomi? Her mother-in-law. It would leave her alone. But Ruth loves Naomi. He told me to give this to you. He was thinking of you, too. And then Naomi said, Oh, wait, my daughter, until you find out what happens. Oh, that man will not rest until the matter is settled today. So, oh, excitement in the house. Meanwhile, Boaz went up to the town gate and sat there. The town gate is where all the business is conducted. And when the kinsman redeemer he had mentioned came along, the nearest, the closer relative, Boaz waved to him and said, yo, my friend, come over here, please come sit down. So he went over and sat down. Boaz took 10 of the elders of the town and said, please, please sit with us. We have a little business to care for here. He said to the kinsman redeemer, Naomi, our relative, who has come back from, you know, God's toilet, Moab, is selling the piece of land that belonged to our brother Elimelech. I thought I should bring the matter to your attention and suggest that you buy it in the presence of these seated here and in the presence of the elders of my people. Because the land had been lost when Elimelech and Naomi left and Naomi's gone for 10 years. The land's now in other hands. So the kinsman redeemer has the obligation to redeem the brother's widow, but also to redeem her property. 
So, there's a piece of property involved. If you will redeem it, do so. But if you will not, tell me so I'll know. For no one has the right to redeem except you and I am next in line. Well, the man said, well, certainly I'll redeem it. And then Boaz said, oh, by the way, on the day you redeem the land for Naomi and Ruth the Moabitess, you also acquire the dead man's widow in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property. Oh, that threw a wrench into things. Because if the nearest relative redeems the land and the widow, then he will, in effect, disinherit himself when that woman has a child. So at this, the kinsman redeemer said, oh, I, I, I can't redeem it. I didn't, I'd endanger my own estate. Now you, you, you redeem it. I, I, I cannot do it. Now, think of that. This man was afraid of losing his name, his estate, everything, to the child that would be born to Ruth. And notice, he's the only person in the story whose name we don't even know. That's how insignificant he is. Now, you, know, you redeem and I, I cannot. Now, we have a little parenthetical remark. In earlier times in Israel, for the redemption and transfer of property to become final, one party took off his sandal and gave it to the other. This was the method of legalizing the transactions in Israel. I find that rather odd, but I guess it was sort of like a notary. <laughs> so the kinsman redeemer said to Boaz, no, you buy it yourself. He removed his sandal, sealed the deal. And then Boaz announced to the elders and all the people, today you are witnesses that I have redeemed for Naomi all the property of Elimelech, Kilion, and Mahalon. I have also acquired, redeemed, Ruth the Moabitess, Mahalon's widow, as my wife, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property, so that his name will not disappear from among his family and from the town records. Today you are witnesses. His name will not disappear. But notice that the next nearest kinsman's name did disappear. We don't even know what it is. <laughs> Don't you love that? So you're witnesses. And then the elders and all those at the gate said, We are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who's coming into your home like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the house of Israel. Rachel and Leah and the servant girls, Bilhah and Milcah, had the twelve sons who became the leader, the founders of the twelve tribes of Israel. May the Lord make the woman who... Ruth, who's coming into your house, like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the house of Israel. And may you have standing in Ephrathah and be famous in Bethlehem. Through the offspring the Lord gives you by this young woman, may your family be like that of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah. Remember, Judah found Tamar along the road, thought she was a prostitute. She became pregnant 
with his twins. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. Then he went to her and the Lord enabled her to conceive and she gave birth to a son. Now think of that. She was married to Mahalon, puny, for 10 years and never got pregnant. She's married to Boaz one night. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. She's pregnant just like that. Huh. The women said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a kinsman redeemer. And may he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and is better to you than seven sons, has given him birth. So Naomi took the child, laid him in her lap, and cared for him. Sure enough, Boaz married Ruth. Ruth moved into the big mansion up in Bethlehem. And Naomi was invited to move too. So together, Ruth and Naomi are living in the home of Boaz. The women living there said, Naomi has a son. Remember Naomi had said to Ruth and Orpah, what, you wait 20 years for me to have a son? No, Naomi has a son. And they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of King David. I'm about to cry here. So this then is the family line of Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Aminadab, Aminadab the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz, Boaz the father of Obed, Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of King David. And if we turn over to Matthew chapter 1, we read in Jesus' genealogy, Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez, the father of Hezron. Hezron, the father of Ram. Ram, the father of Aminadab. Aminadab, the father of Nashon. Nashon, the father of Salmon. Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Oh, Boaz's ancestress was Rahab, the prostitute from Jericho. Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed, the father of Jesse. And Jesse, the father of King David. And of course, the genealogy goes on to Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who was called Christ. Isn't that wonderful? We learn about the kinsman redeemer in Deuteronomy. We witness the kinsman redeemer in Ruth. But, the kinsman redeemer, in order to redeem, had to have three qualities. He had to be the next nearest relative. He had to be willing to redeem. And he had to have the resources to redeem. Boaz was not the next nearest relative, but the next nearest relative stepped away leaving Boaz with the obligation. 
Boaz was willing to redeem Ruth, and Boaz had the money to buy the land. The position, the willingness, and the resources. The kinsman redeemer. And who is our kinsman redeemer? The Lord Jesus Christ, who had the position as fully God and fully human. He must be both. He had the willingness. He went to the cross willingly and took our sin upon himself and paid the penalty for that sin before a holy and righteous God, thus enabling our redemption. And he had the resources. He could not redeem us. He could not take our sin upon himself if he had his own sin to deal with. He had to be sinless. It's the only place in Scripture we learn this, here in the book of Ruth. This is a wonderful book, and I urge you to tell your friends about Scripture Uncovered, these last two podcasts for the story of Ruth. It is the greatest love story in the Bible. Thank you for listening. Love all of you. Blessings to you. And I'll be back with you on Monday. Bye-bye now.